The morning ritual is sponsored by Recess Mood. One healthier alternative to alcohol after a stressful day is Recess Mood. So Recess Mood is a sparkling water and it's infused with functional ingredients like magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. Podcast listeners get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash TMR. Recess Mood is made with real fruit, and it comes in four delicious flavors, like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. With only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's a guilt-free way to unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash TMR and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The Morning Ritual is sponsored by Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meals make eating healthier so much easier. These meals are chef-made, they're dietitian approved and delivered right to your door. With Factor, you have over 35 different options a week to choose from. There's no prep, there's no mess, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Just head to factormeals.com slash TMR50 and use code TMR50 to get 50% off. That's code TMR50 at factormeals.com slash TMR50 to get 50% off. Welcome to the Morning Ritual Podcast. Mindfulness, meditation, and conversation to set the tone for your day. I'm your host and meditation guide, Lily Balch. My intention for each episode is to spark some inspiration, alignment, and presence for your day ahead. An opportunity to slow down before the busyness begins. So let's get to it. Welcome back. Today you're in for a little treat. Laurent Ru, a yoga, meditation, pranayama, breathwork teacher based here in London, will share with you a meditation that explores finding equilibrium as we shift from winter to spring. Before we get into that meditation, I have one little announcement for you. If you've been wanting to get back on track with your wellness goals, or even deepen your meditation practice. I'm opening up my virtual doors to five free discovery calls a week, where we will chat about your goals and explore how breathwork, yoga, and meditation can address your wellness wants and needs. And it's super easy to sign up. You simply click on the link in the show notes below and find a time slot that works for you. So yes, on that note, book your slot, and let's get to my interview with Laurel. Good morning, Laurel. How are you? I'm well. Thank you very much for inviting me here. Yeah, I'm so pleased to have you on the podcast, and I really look forward to your meditation. So for those of you listening, I'm incredibly lucky to have met Laurel. I moved to London back in October. So nearly six months ago now, and I think it was within my first week that I stumbled upon your one of your open yoga classes. 
And it's really been such like a grounding force for me as I navigate this change and transition. So I know so yeah. many of us are, are navigating a lot of change and to have your class every week. Um, I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the way that you, you teach, you're generous and you're incredibly grounded and you're able to take us quite deeply into the practice pretty quickly in a very simple and concise and, and practical way. Thank you very much for that yeah. feedback. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And and I understand from checking out your your bio that you've practiced and teached all these different facets of yoga for over 25 years now. And everyone who comes on to the podcast to share a meditation, um, I ask this same question. And I love to know what initially brought you to the practice. It was like, what drew you in to yoga, meditation, breath work? I know you have a very full practice. Yeah. I, th I think the, uh, I don't think I'm going to be much more different than anybody else. And I think everybody's got his own journey. But I think as a younger yoga uh, practitioner, uh, you, you, you are in a Westerner on top of that. Uh, we're often um, appreciating more the physical part than the inwardly practice. And I think I I never, one, one tip for me is that I never really stuck to a specific method entire, to my entire life. I always was extremely curious. And I think this is important because at the end of the day, a, a yoga practitioner and a yoga teacher has to develop their own uh, knowledge, their own uh, intuitive, spontaneous practice by touching different things. And what you do is you build this uh, practice of your own that it's not going to be the same as anybody else. But there's one thing which in time uh, I learned to do is to simplify because <clears throat> when we are beginners, it's important to being guided and the technical side needs to be a little bit more uh, explained and aligned and etc. But in time, when you start to have a better uh, connection with your body and your breathing and how you move and your restrictions and your weakness and all that, you're starting building something which you suit you. Because at the end of the day, one thing I'm sure I'm not gonna uh, surprise you with, yoga is to be buying, it's, it's about being happy. So if you do some straight techniques which push you into a corner and I have to do this, I have to do that, it's, it's not gonna work. Yoga is about being uh, in, in a good place all the time on all, in all levels. So the level of the body, the level of the emotions, the level of the mind, the level of the energy, et cetera, et cetera. So what I'm learning to do and what you're experiencing with me in classes is simplicity, which is very hard for a lot of people. Yeah, I certainly appreciate it. And it's true, we forget that yoga is about is simply feeling good in our bodies. And sometimes we push ourselves to do things that might not, feel good in our body. So the fact that you, you do, you do give us agency where, when I'm in your classes to like, you know, do it in a way that feels therapeutic and good. And I appreciate that. 
Yeah. We have to learn how to support people individually at their own needs and their own level. That's what we need to do. That's all. Yeah, I agree. So I'm really looking forward to your offering. Um, I understand we'll do a little bit with the breath and tie it to the season that we're in. So I'm just going to let you take it away. And um, yeah. Yeah. Breath has always been the easiest way to meditate. It's if someone out there find difficult meditation, sitting in silence, doing nothing is great. This is the aim, being steady into, but breath helps us to get there. Um, breath work and pranayama has been a big part of my last five or six years with a lot of different courses and training, but in meditation is omnipresent. And today, what we're going to do is, it's being, what are we in March? So March, it's a month of changes. Again, there's many in a, in a year. There's, a, there's September and October, there's October, and there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a June time when we go to summer. There's, here, March, it's taking us away from the very sleepy, wintry time which we need, hibernation is a need for, as an animal, to a sense of growing. And in our bodies, we already have that. With our, we have different energetic motions, and the downwards motion is used in the autumn to ground, to root, and to start the hibernation, preparing for relaxation, preparing for... Um, integration of what we learned in the months before. And there's an energy which is about growing. If you look in your gardens, if you look in your fields, what you are looking, you're seeing the, the daffodil who's starting piercing from the, the bluebell, who's gonna start piercing, or oh, bluebell might be a little later, but the little flower, the tulip, who's gonna come out from that. This needs a specific energy. And to create an equilibrium, a balance in our being, we need to learn how to connect with those two energies. So this is what we're going to do today. And what I would like you to do is to sit into a comfortable position. Now, ideally, we would like to be seated upright. Because lying down, I'm going to, if you, you'll be falling asleep. So sitting upright. And also strongly sensing the connection between what is beneath you and your body. So if you are in a cross-legged position, feel the side of your legs, your sitting area, and the ground. If you are seated on a chair or on a sofa, <clears throat> feel your sitting area and your chair sofa, and feel your feet on the floor as well. Before we start working with those two different energetic motions, um, we need to feel the earth because everything goes and everything comes from the earth. And we also like to establish a sense of calm. We cannot do any breathwork, pranayama or meditation without the body to be calm. So maybe take a moment to really relax your legs, your hips, your thighs, create a strong foundation. Create a strong foundation. 
Think about a pedestal. Think about your legs and your hips is a heavy pedestal. And it's pulling you down. Comfortably, it's hankering you to the floor. It's yielding to the ground. Through the legs, through the feet, through your sitting area. And then above this pedestal, you got a space called the navel. Imagine it as perhaps a, a junction, a place where everything could arrive to, but also spread and expand from, like a junction. And then above that navel, whoops, you got the spine, which is rising up. Now, without even doing the meditation, yes, you're already connecting with those two different energy. The downward energy through your legs, which is allowing you to ground. And from the navel, there's an energy going up towards the crown of the head, which allowing you to rise, to stay up. So during this meditation together, the idea is that we connect with those two, one at a time first, and then the both in the same time at the end of the meditation. By this time, I think your body should be relaxed at the moment. Your hands and your arms are resting on your laps. Your eyes are closed. And then you're gonna bring the mind to the nostrils. You're going to just simply observe your breathing moving in and out of your nostrils without forcing, without pushing, without sniffing in purposely. The inhalation comes in and you feel it moving inside your throat. You feel it touching your lungs. You imagine it dropping within your navel. During the exhalation, imagine your breath continuing going downwards towards your feet, towards your legs, into the earth and beneath. Let's do that again. Watch the inhalation entering from your nose. Feel it moving in your mouth, back of your throat, touching your lungs, and imagining descending all the way down to your junction, the navel. Have a little rest at the end of the inhale, and then when the exhale arrives, imagine your exhale continuing do, going downwards towards your legs, towards your knees, towards your toes, towards your feet, towards beneath the earth, beneath you into the earth. Trying to keep a very natural breath. Now you need to mix the sensation and the visualization of the breath. So for a few breaths in silence, start first by the nose, letting enter, allow, invite the inhalation to move all the middle of your abdomen. You sense the belly expanding a little bit. And then the exhalation, watch the exhale 
falling further down through your legs, through your feet and into the earth. Repeat this for a few breaths. At your pace and at your rhythm. And at the next inhalation, stay at the nose again. So here we connected to a very important part of our practice, meditation and breath work. It's about grounding, it's about rooting, it's about earthing. And we need that to function well. Now we need another kind of energy in our life, in our being, in changes of season, especially with spring coming, with something which is help us to grow. It's an upward motion energy. So if you inhale again and sense the breath moving inside the throat, touching your lungs, moving in the middle center of your abdomen, in your navel. And the exhale this time, allow the exhalation to go upwards. Imagining moving along the middle part of your body, along the spine and up to your crime. That sense of lift, that sense of growth coming with the exhalation. When the new inhale is coming, inviting in through your nose, your throat, your lungs, into the abdomen. Expand, let the belly move with the inhalation. And at the exhalation, the breath bounds upwards along the spine, along the back of the neck, maybe inside the neck through the skull and up to the crown and perhaps even somewhere above your head, into the universe above your head. We, we haven't got a point. We just go wherever our consciousness is going. Allow the inhalation to enter again, peacefully from the top, falling into the abdomen, when the exhalation is coming, allow it to move upwards, along the spine, along your shoulders, along the back of the neck, along the back of the head, up to the crown, up to somewhere above you, and continue to do this with a few more breaths. Remember, it's with natural breathing, and also with the power of visualizations, of feeling, of imagination.
at the next inhalation, stay at the edge of your nose. Now you experience the energy which helps you to grow. It's an energy which is about communication, about learning, about being a little bit more extrovert. It's the energy which helps the plant to grow. The creatures to move. Now we need to be for um, creating a sense of equilibrium and a sense of balance and stability within our being, we try to connect with the two in the same time. It might be a little bit tricky. Do what you can. You might be more attracted going one way or another. Keep repeating and don't get too frustrated or judge yourself. So allow the breath to enter through your nose. Let it drop through the throat, into the lungs, down in your belly. The exhalation split in two and you visualize your breath falling downwards below your body and upwards towards the crown of the head in the same time. Splitting in two, sharing this energetic power on both sides. Inhaling through the nose, into the throat, into the lungs, falling in the abdomen, creating this strong energy, and then you split in two, one grounding you going downwards, one make you feel more alert, energized, and alive going upwards in the same time. Continue to do this for a few breaths. Next breath, just uh, when you inhale, rest within the space of the navel at the junction. And <clears throat> stop the exercise, stop the effort of visualization, of motion. Just be present with this very vital energy bubbling in your abdomen. And in the same time, be aware of those two qualities that you develop during the practice. One grounded beneath and one more alert, more stimulating above, creating a sense of balance, creating a sense of equilibrium in your whole being. Just observe this 
in silence for a moment. Okay, for the sake of the podcast, we're going to stop here, but you could stay as long as you want within that space. So take a deep inhalation and deep exhalation. And then move the head, roll the head to the side, bring the chin up and down, move into your body, open your eyes, look around, reconnect with the surroundings. So orient yourself again within the space of your practice today. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> so, you know, that we, we have the power to connect with nature sometimes. And I love using the, the, the seasons. No, no in full. I mean, there's sometimes practice could get a little too much season. But uh, these energies that we carry in our body is what's happening in nature. We just have to look around. Yes. Honestly, you make me want to go in my little garden in the front and plant some flowers. <laughs> you know, just think how you feel when you walk in a park and you're starting seeing the first blossom. When you look in a park and you see the first daffodil. I've been my, buying my first daffodil, but they're not growing from here, from here in the UK. They're growing from somewhere in, you know, in mass. But it's still, it's giving you that, that little stimulation in the heart. It's very, it's very nice. I love that springing feeling of new growth, new life. Mm, I love it and you know I actually I grew up in Florida so for the first 18 years of my life it was summer all year round flowers all year round and then I went when I was 18 to university in Boston and I remember my first winter proper winter and coming into spring there there was this one flower coming out right in front of my dorm room and I remember <laughs> taking a picture of it and that <laughs> moment I don't, <laughs> every season since I was it's been excitement. Yeah, every year I get that excitement. So it's, it's, it is the, the thing, what, What's happening is in a nervous system is that excitement is equal to what we call the arousal state. We need that little sparks coming from our nervous system to say to us, okay, get out of that relaxing state, start going into the more... Um, uh, bubbly fiery energy one because that's what you need during the next few months summer is boiling and burning you know this that you know following this energy levels are, are such a wonderful uh, a wonderful way to um to do it and in mental health this is very important as well stress and anxiety with trauma and that kind of stuff as well yeah well, honestly, Laurent, I appreciate this so much. And before we no, sign I love off, that. yeah, I want you to, because we have listeners from all over the world. I love saying that. Um, and I want everyone to be able to 
access your offering. So where can we find you? Website. I know you have a podcast. Really quick. Yeah. Yeah, very quick. Um, yes, you just need to go on my website, which is Yoga Laurent, L-A-U-R-E-N-T, like uh, Yves Saint Laurent or like uh, Laurent, Laurent Perrier, yogalaurent.com. I do a lot of online work, so people from abroad could, could do some work with me online. And I got a podcast as well called The Penny Drops. It's a very, I don't know if it's a, in America, do you, do you use this expression? No? No, I it's saw a, that your podcast was called Penny Drops and I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> okay. I mean, I love the English language in the UK and especially um, in East London. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a uh, what's it called? Um, I forgot a name. Um, they use words to say other words. Um, and the Penny Drops means something just, it's a ha-ha moment. A penny, some, when a penny drops is when you find your so, the solution, basically. It's what, it's what that means. Oh, like a light so, bulb moment. Like a light bulb moment, exactly. That's what it means. But it's in a very English, um, so it's a very English uh, expression. Yeah. Yeah, the penny drop is everywhere. It's on Apple, it's on um, uh, Spotify, etc., etc. Or you have it on my website, yogalorand.com. Thank you very much, Lily, for inviting me. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for coming on. And I'll include that info in the show notes below. And we close every episode off the same way with just a deep breath in and a cleansing breath out. And have a lovely day. Thank you. Thank you. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.